What's up, everybody? Welcome to the More to Movement podcast, the show about why your movement matters and how to get optimal results through science-backed practical solutions. I'm going to throw a buzzword at you that you've probably heard a million times. Mobility. Mobility. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's talking about it. But are we doing it right? Mobilizing tissue may seem easy, but if you're not aware of the most effective process, you may be coming up short on your results. Today's episode is the first of a series where... I'm going to dive into how to effectively tap into those physiological responses so that you can optimize your efforts and start seeing huge improvements in your movement. I'm really excited about this one. So let's get started back right after this. Welcome to the more to movement podcast, where we break down the science behind movement and provide you with tangible takeaways so you can take charge of your health and fitness and achieve lasting results. If you're ready to optimize your efforts, move with purpose, and invest in your health and performance with confidence and vigor, you've come to the right place. Here's your host, Pete Rowletter. Hey, movers, welcome back to the show, and thanks for joining me today for episode number 15. I've got another series for you, and I'm really excited about this one because it's really hands-on, and if you apply it the right way, you, you can see some huge results. And of course, it's all about mobilization, but... It goes far beyond foam rollers. I know that seems synonymous, right? You hear mobility and you think of foam rolling and foam rolling is not bad, but there's so much more to it. Foam rolling and tissue release are like big buzzwords in the industry right now. And we've all done it. We've all, if we've not done it, we've at least seen people doing it. And rightly so, because there's a lot of research right now talking about how beneficial it can be. However, As with anything, if we're not doing something right or effective, you might not be getting all the benefits from your efforts. I see it like this. Think of an item you need from the grocery store. If you aren't sure where it is, what do you do? Well, your first option is you wander up and down the aisles looking for it. I know I do. I just walk up and down the aisles hoping that I find it. You'll head to the aisle where you think it is, and if you're lucky, it's there, but if not, You're just going to keep looking. It's frustrating and a bit time-consuming. That one item that you went in to grab took 30 minutes to purchase from start to finish. Second option is you ask an employee, or if you know exactly where it is, you can get to the aisle where the item is, grab it, check out, and be on your way within minutes. Why spend 20 minutes rolling every part of your body before a workout? Sure, it may feel good, but are you accomplishing anything? Are you targeting the areas that need to be mobilized, or are you just throwing darts and hoping you hit the bullseye? Here's another analogy for you. How many of you are hungry and you heat something up in the microwave and then let it sit for an hour until it's ice cold again before eating it? That's a waste of time, right? It's a silly example, but it makes a lot of sense. If you're going to take the time to mobilize tissue and joints, then do it correctly and and take advantage of your body's response. You want to do it effectively so you get the biggest bang for your buck. Peter Drucker said, quote, efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. I like that quote. Efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. But I want to take it a step further. If we're effective and efficient, we're moving mountains. It's about purpose. 
having an idea of what you're trying to accomplish, doing it correctly and appropriately, and taking advantage of the physiological response can make all the difference in your mobilization efforts. Now, again, I'm not against foam rolling or any of those pressure techniques. I'm not against them at all, really, I promise. Sounds like I'm bashing, but I'm not. In fact, some of them are my go-tos. The research behind its effectiveness is extensive, so I'm behind its benefits. But knowing what you're doing when you lie down on a foam roller is, is helpful. For example, if your goal is to prep your body or your tissue for a workout, camping out on a foam roller for too long prior to your workout can have the opposite effect causing further inflammation, damaging tissue, or even disrupting your neural input. And that's the last thing you want right before you get under a barbell. Again, what I'm encouraging you to do is have a little background of what you're doing so that you can utilize these mobilization techniques for your benefit. Notice I keep saying mobilization and not just foam rolling or tissue release. I say it that way because I see those techniques as a bigger part right? A part of the bigger solution. I like the approach of optimizing function and movement, and that includes more than just pressure or release techniques. So the question is, what are we typically dealing with? What's the problem? There are several factors that contribute to tissue restriction and stiffness. Inflammation, arthritis, stress, our lifestyle habits, chronic positions, age, and of course, some more severe problems like neural diseases or chronic injuries. All of those can affect our tissue. Pinpointing the exact cause of tissue restriction is difficult because tissue restriction is fluid and it it can change daily. That's why addressing movement every day and evaluating your body's state is essential because it changes so frequently. We know that All the things I mentioned can cause tissue stiffness. They can limit your range of motion and they can disrupt your functionality. What is actually going on is a bit fuzzy. Research is ongoing and some tend to actually contradict each other a bit, but there are a couple of predominant thoughts. One of these thoughts is that these issues produce something called myofascial adhesions, meaning chunks of collagen fibers that form to respond to the tissue distress. These adhesions form within the fascial tissue and they impede the tissue's mobility, which limit movement and the range of motion. Think of adhesions as roadblocks to movement. They get in the way of normal healthy tissue and disrupt the force path through that tissue. Along those same lines is the approach of something called trigger points, also known as knots. This is probably more familiar for most of you when you hear trigger point. The concept of these is similar to adhesions in that they disrupt tissue function and mobility and they lead to stiff muscles. Trigger points are sensitive to pressure and the thought is that these trigger points are small areas of micro contractions or mini cramps, if you will, within the tissue. These contractions create chaos within the tissue and they disrupt blood and nutrient supply as well as sensory response. Regardless of the exact issue, we know one thing for sure. It's that they cause muscle stiffness and discomfort, and they can limit the tissue's ability to move, contract, and transfer force. Without an adequate range of motion, muscles are limited in their contribution to your movement. That's when other muscles start to kick in, and they'll take over to contribute. And then other muscles will start to sit it out. 
which typically leads to muscle imbalance or overcompensation. Then the cherry on top is that we reinforce this by putting ourselves in bad positions and that tissue continues to adapt to those habitual patterns. So here's a scenario that I bet most of you have experienced. Are you ready? You sit in an office chair, your shoulders and neck are slumped forward. You're staring at a computer most of the day. You take breaks, but you are probably looking down at your phone during those breaks. Your days are stressful and you can feel that tension in your neck and upper traps and shoulders. So you decide to relax on the couch at the end of the day and watch your favorite show to unwind all the while unaware that you are lounging in a position that actually rolls your shoulders forward even more. The tension you feel could be caused by any of those factors I mentioned earlier, right? Stress, inflammation, age, but our chronic positions definitely exacerbate it. Our chronic positions, it's something we overlook all the time. That position that I've just mentioned shortens the tissues of the anterior chain. So the anterior deltoids and chest muscles, as well as the upper traps and neck, shorten. That position reinforces the pattern and the tissue adapts to that shortened position. Since those muscles have shortened, some tissues respond by lengthening instead of working to balance that position. Those would be the middle back muscles or the, the retractors. The position continues to put stress on the tissue and lo and behold, some areas are sensitive and painful, most likely in the traps and neck. But those are only the ones that are the most palpable. Most likely there is tissue restriction through most of the muscles I described and all have a limited range of motion and movement capability. And this is just the shoulder area. I'm not even talking about the lower back, the hips, or the ankles, which are probably contributing to the problem as well. Hopefully this helps you understand the bigger picture and what it is we're trying to address. It goes beyond just the trigger points. We have to address the system if we want to improve and optimize our movement. That's why I focus on mobilization. Mobilization is a process that addresses all the components that can be restricting our movement. If it's done appropriately, we can immediately observe and experience acute improvements, allowing us to move more optimally. This is especially true before we train. If we continue to implement these strategies over time, we can see chronic improvements that reduce the severity of our restrictions and our movement issues. It's great to know what's going on, but knowing what technique is appropriate and when to utilize it is just as important. What's best before our workout? What's best post-workout? Are there some that should be done throughout the day? Any that should be done right before bed? There are no absolutes, but there are some techniques that fit in places better than others. And by the end of this series, you'll have a solid grasp on these methods and when to implement them. So what is the process of mobilization? There are so many exceptional professionals who have significantly contributed to improving and enhancing movement, and I love to give credit where credit is due. So my process, which is what I'm going to talk about through this series, is heavily influenced by people like Gray Cook, uh, Kelly Surrett, uh, Tom Myers. And if you like this stuff, go check out their articles, their websites, their books. I promise you they're outstanding. And I've studied and learned from them and I've implemented many of their strategies and I've put my experience and my insight into the mix to have my own approach to mobilization. And that's what we all do, right? We learn from each other and we grow from the advice and knowledge we receive from others. 
What makes you different? What makes you different? It's your perspective, your experience, your insight, your voice. Nobody has that but you, and you never know who you may resonate with. Many of you have heard things on mobilizing a billion times, but maybe one of you hears my approach and it hits you differently and it helps you move forward. And that's the hope. You all have something worth saying. You just need to decide when to stand up and say it. For me, it's about keeping things effective and easy to remember. And I have a name for it. I call the approach the pump process. P-U-M-M-P. The pump process. has a nice fitness ring, doesn't it? It's an acronym, obviously. P-U-M-M-P. It's an acronym that represents the process I use to enhance mobility. But I'm going to leave you hanging. So there's a twist. That's what this whole series is about. Through the series, I'm going to tackle each of these phases and provide the science behind it. And then, of course, chat about achieving it effectively. Like today's theme, it will be efficient and effective. So you take some giant steps forward when you apply it. I'm, I'm serious about this. I, I love this process. It's, it's worked for so many of my students, so many of my clients. And I want you all to embrace this stuff and try it. So here's your takeaway today. I want you to take some time to identify areas of stiffness within your tissue. Now, as I mentioned, I know some of that will change daily, but see if you notice some residual stiffness or tightness. Uh, what I mean is areas that are that always seem to cause some issues, or areas that you always that always seem to be restricted or stiff. Feel for trigger points or tender areas, and then write down how your movement is within that area. Are there uncomfortable movements? Are there painful spots? Are there spots that are, are sensitive to touch? Does one side lack movement compared to the other side? Do any of your major joints feel restricted or limited? You could always do a quick assessment to see if anything jumps out at you. Now, if you missed those episodes where I talked about assessment, go back to the archive, check out some of my previous episodes where I dive into some of my quick assessments to identify movement dysfunction. Here's how I suggest going about it. Start here. And with each episode in this series, add the techniques I discussed to see how it impacts your mobility. With each segment of the series, add to what you've been doing, and let's see if we can take some huge strides in improving our movement quality. Y'all, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. If something I discussed today helped you, or if you think someone you know could benefit from this series, don't keep it to yourself. Please share this episode with a friend or a loved one. Now, if the content is a little too heavy for them, then take them through these things with you. All of us can afford to move more and feel better while we're doing it. So next time, I will be discussing the first phase of the process, and I look forward to chatting with you then. Take care, everybody, and remember, wherever you are, keep moving. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of More to Movement with your host, Pete Rowletter. If you enjoyed the show, please visit moretomovement.com where you can find this episode's show notes along with more episodes and articles to empower you on your journey.